The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. Week 13 is in the books, which of course includes Thanksgiving. Josh Hill, editorial director. Fan sided, ready to talk some NFL with me like that. Hill, I remembered your title this week. I feel really good about myself like right now. All right. <laughs> Let us start with our first game on Thanksgiving, which was the Bears and the Detroit Lions up in Detroit, 24 to 20. Huge day for Mitchell Trubisky leading the Bears back. The Bears are six and six. On the outskirts of the playoff chase here are the Bears a legitimate outside of the playoffs contender if you will can they can they hang in there they've got a tough schedule the last four no i don't think that they can hang in there nor do i think they should like this is dangerous territory that they're treading into in that if mitchell trubisky looks competent the front office is going to want to keep him ryan pace is going to want to keep him guess who traded up to get him when he didn't have to guess who's been behind this the whole time and has a lot riding on this aka his legacy in chicago khalil mack trade aside matt Nagy hiring aside if the mitchell trubisky thing doesn't work out that is ryan pace's legacy and it's the same reason that uh, jason like in tampa is going to keep Jameis winston around it's the same reason all of these gms who draft these quarterbacks they are tethered to these guys they need them to succeed so if the bears win out and somehow make a playoff push that guarantees that you are not going to get a veteran quarterback in chicago in the offseason and that you're going to have to ride it out with trubisky he's going to get an extension and all these things we saw it before looks like that's where things are heading with chicago so if they win out so your take is that 
the best thing for the Bears is that Trubisky's bad pace gets fired and they start anew? I think that the, the best case for the Bears is that they're just true to themselves to what they are this year, which is a football team with a great defense and no quarterback. And there's no reason to try and mask that. And Nagy's kind of doing that where he's afraid to have Trubisky throw deep. He's play he's play calling scared. And that's because of Trubisky. And I think that you just need to let it ride out. Don't try to put a Band-Aid on it. If he stinks, he stinks. I mean, the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen after one season. It's not the craziest thing in the world if the Bears realize that Trubisky stinks and moves on from him. Well, we'll, we'll see what, what happens here with uh, the Bears and the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Thursday Night Football. Let's say last Thursday, mm-hmm. Buffalo goes into Dallas 26-15. to They beat the Cowboys. A lot of camera action on Jerry Jones in the box. who was yep. not thrilled. And Josh Allen, man... He's got he balled the, out. He, he did. And I, I mean, the, the, the touchdown run was impressive, mm-hmm. which we've seen all year long. Big guy, fast guy, oh, yeah. good sense out there. Bills are nine and three. That was an impressive win. It was an impressive. That was a statement win for the Bills because up to this point, the, the knock on them has been they haven't beaten anybody more so than we've knocked like the 49ers or the Patriots for not having beaten anybody. The Bills, they've run through, what, the Redskins and the the uh, Jets and the Dolphins and all these teams. They finally, on a nationally televised stage, hand the Cowboys one of their worst losses of the season. And it was a, def- it was a definite win for the Bills. Josh Allen played well. He had that play where he scoops up the, the fumbled snap and dives over the first down. That is what Bills fans need to see. this If I'm Bills Mafia, I'm hyped. I'm throwing myself through every table in the greater Buffalo area because this is great. They're going to the playoffs. Nobody, They're a true wild card. And, and you know, they were saying on the broadcast, nobody wants to play Buffalo in the playoffs. Good, I'm fantastic not, defense. I'm not exactly sure that's the case, but it's true. They got a good defense mm-hmm. and, and their offense has proven to be capable. Congrats to the Bills in week 13. All right, Atlanta, not so much. At home versus the Saints, New Orleans gets it done 26 yeah. to 18. Uh, yeah, the Saints looking like they're stamping themselves as the best team in the NFC once again here. I mean, I understand it's a win over the Falcons, but if we look at everything yeah. else that's going on, I think New Orleans is back at the top. They are i'm a little troubled by this rough stretch that they've gone through i'm not entirely sure what to make of it because they lose to the falcons they almost lose to the panthers they don't put the bucks away as quickly as they should have and then at the end of that game i would very much read into the fact that the falcons recovered three consecutive onside kicks only two of them counted because one had a penalty but three consecutive onside kicks that they recovered and we only had two in the entire league up to that point the, the Saints are fantastic at self-diagnosing and adjusting week to week, but that is a lapse in judgment that is not normal for that team, and especially on special teams. What the, and that's an area that the Saints are praised for having such a creative and well-run spot of that team and that roster and that organization to have the special teams fail three times in a row and have guys like Alvin... Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Tomorrow, I'm making a business decision. I know you won the division in that game. I know you're the first team to punch your playoff ticket. 
don't get into that mindset right now where you can just coast because that ends with a bad loss in January. Yep. Uh, that's that's the other side of it. I think mm-hmm. anything obviously can happen in the NFC playoffs with Green yeah. Bay, Minnesota, the Saints, uh, and obviously the Niners. Well, They're, next week the Saints get the Niners. And they yeah. can't have a game like that. Well, that's, it's going to be fascinating to see what goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also fascinating to see the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> Come back, Andy Dalton. Come back. Rescue us to our first win on the year. Now 1-11. and 11. Yeah! Bengals uh, beat the Jets, who went back to being the Jets, 22-6. Yep. to six. But uh, as Andy Dalton resurrected his career with a touchdown pass and a win over the New York Jets, Josh Hill. I don't think so. I mean, his career was going to get resurrected anywhere he goes next year. Like, if the Redskins hadn't traded for Alex Smith and then drafted Dwayne Haskins and Jay Gruden was still there, like, he's playing in Washington next year. And I actually wouldn't count out. It depends on where Jay Gruden goes. I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Dalton follows him somewhere if he goes to a team that doesn't have a good quarterback option. I don't know where that would be off the top of my head, but if that that's a pairing that kind of works because Andy Dalton does still have a lot left. Like he's a decent middle of the road veteran quarterback who can, in the right circumstance, maybe lead a team to a playoff win. I know that's his thing in Cincinnati. He's never been able to do that. But look at Ryan Tannehill, who was a you know castaway in Miami, and now he's leading the Titans on this miraculous playoff run. Don't count it out, Andy I Dalton. Could, I could see. Uh, seeing them bringing Andy Dalton into Chicago, and that would be exciting to absolutely no one. All right, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans Mm -hmm. and the Indianapolis Colts. This will win the Colts needed. Didn't get uh, as Tennessee comes in and beats Indy 31-17. Derrick Henry, huge day on the ground, 28 carries, 26 carries, I should say, 149 yards. Uh, The Titans have been creeping in that playoff picture, and they most definitely are there now. They are, and that AFC South is going to be a fascinating finish because you get the Texans there, you have the Titans. And props to Ryan Tannehill, who we just mentioned. But here's a guy who was cast away in Miami. He was kind of a joke. He's backing up Marcus Mariota. And now he's had this kind of career revival to the point where I think that he's the guy that the Titans go with moving forward. Like they're going to get rid of Mar- uh, Mariota in the offseason unless he somehow wants to come back as a backup, which he probably won't because he can get a job in Chicago or Oakland or somewhere. Tannehill's the guy. And if you were to turn the clocks back and go back to September and say, hey, in the beginning of December, the Titans are in a race to win the AFC South and clinch a wild card berth in the AFC and Ryan Tannehill is leading the charge. Whew, wow. It, it is amazing, but it's also, you know, you, when you look back on it, well, that really wasn't that great of, of a situation down with Miami. No. And uh, give, give credit to Mike Rabel and company and putting him in a system that he's obviously mm-hmm. thriving in. And yeah. uh, the, the Titans get to 7-5. to five. Huge loss uh, for Indy. All right. The yeah. Eagles, speaking of huge losses, uh, right there to get themselves knotted up with Dallas. And they're playing Miami. <laughs> and what the hell, man? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes crazy. Fitzmagic was out again. 365 yards, three touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they outscore the Eagles by eight in the fourth as well. So let's get that in there. Uh, and by uh, what was it? Uh, Thirteen in the in the Thirteen in the second half. Yep. Uh, the Dolphins get their third win of the year. They do. And I will say that when you're casting your coach of the year ballot, Brian Bri- Flores. Gets, what was that play, man? Brian Flores gets a lot of credit. Like you've got Harbaugh, you've got Peyton, you've got Shanahan, you got all these guys, Tomlin, who we've talked about. But Brian Flores. I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that he's the coach of the year because the Dolphins were supposed to go 0-16. They're 
selling off all of their top players for spare parts and pennies on the dollar. They're not supposed to be good. And here they are. They're going to probably win five games this year. And that's five more than anybody thought they were going to win. That is Brian Flores laying a good foundation for this team for the future. And that's all we've been able to talk about. The war chest of picks, they're going to draft the quarterback, they're doing all this. Brian Flores, they're going to get a good head coach in here after Brian Flores is a sacrificial lamb. Brian Flores is creating an interesting culture in Miami. That's the coach of the year. Whatever that, I, That's where my vote's going. Well, I, I love that take. I think that's amazing. If you consider how much he's lifted up Miami from yeah. where they're being compared to everything else. I, hey, look, there's an argument there for sure. The, the other side, and I don't know if that's ever happened on a five-win team coach <laughs> of the year. But, hey. He gets, he's my coach of the I, year. I, I like it. The other side was whatever that play was where he's got everybody spread out, you're in the punt formation, whatever the thing, that was awesome. That was awesome. And and, and when those things don't work, the coach looks terrible. What do you do? Look great. Congratulations. They got in. Brian Flores. And uh, I don't know where Philly's going, but uh, they get, that, that ship needs to be right real quick. Yeah. They so, can still win the division, which is the, cra- with the craziest part. It's all going to come down to the Eagles at home with Dallas. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think. All right. Green Bay goes into New York, beats the Giants. That was not a surprise. 31-13. to 13. Yep. Aaron Rodgers with four touchdown passes. The Packers with their ninth win on the year. Uh, the, the North is very, very tight at the top. Minnesota's playing Seattle uh, this on Monday night football. So, um you know, Green Bay did what they had to do. They did. And I mean, this was, you know, it's it's reductive, but good teams beat bad teams like this. And the Packers needed to kind of bounce back a little bit after a rough loss against the 49ers and then an even rougher loss against a bad Chargers team. You know, this doesn't necessarily fix all the problems or answer all of the questions that we had about them. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers had a good day. If he's happy, Matt LaFleur, everything's clicking, then, you know, there's worse things to be talking about in Green Bay. Packers have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. They got the Redskins at home. They got the Bears at home. They do have to go to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So if the Vikings stay hot, they'd have to stay super hot, then that game is going to matter big. But my guess is that it will not matter. Probably not. I I think Seattle's going to get Minnesota. But so uh, Green Bay looking very good at the end of the season to win the north when you really really when you check out the schedule Mm -hmm. all right the Steelers Pittsburgh 20 the Cleveland Browns 13 the Steelers continue to press and uh, Devin Hodges come on man the doc, doc. Ha- the doc did it. The doc was the doc made a house call the old duck commander there we go yeah uh, the, uh, the, well, I mean, we talked about Brian Flores being the coach of the year. You know, Mike Tomlin is continues to establish that he is one of the best coaches in football because he's now two and zero with his third string quarterback. Like this is crazy. Devlin Hodges is going to start a playoff game. That's insane. The, the Steelers are going to go to the playoffs having lost Ben Roethlisberger, having lost Le'Veon Bell, having lost Antonio Brown, having lost all of these guys. They don't have the three Bs, but they're still going to the playoffs. That is Mike Tomlin. This is Mike Tomlin's year to be like, this is my team. You can have whoever you want in here, whoever gets quarterback, whoever is the running back, whoever's the star wide receiver, whatever 3B you want to throw in here, there's one T that works, and it's Mike Tomlin. And that's incredible. I love it. I love it. So you go now back to your other point. Brian Flores is the coach of the year. (laughs) But Mike Tomlin is up there as far as like, look, we have to give him some respect. A third string quarterback? It's as incredible as the Dolphins winning one game. Yeah. I mean, Devlin Hodge, no, he doesn't win games. But in Mike Tomlin's system with the Steelers, he does. The duck, the duck, the duck. I loved it. All right. Uh, from Cleveland and the Browns Yeesh. and seven wins in Pittsburgh, we move on to the miracle that is the Washington Redskins. 
They are red hot. Darius Geis, 129 on the yard, uh, yards on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. Redskins, 29. The Panthers, 21. And Dwayne Haskins, hey, it wasn't it wasn't sexy, but at least he uh, did do a selfie at the end. I know you liked that last week, but uh, another like an, another victory for Washington, two in a row. It's, yep, two in a row, and that's you know. They're going to have a new head coach. And that really what Dwayne Haskins is doing is he's advertising himself and this team to somebody out there who wants to come and coach him because the culture is what it is. It's terrible. It's toxic. It's, it's disgusting. And it's not going to change anytime soon as long as Bruce Allen and Daniel Snyder are there. But Dwayne Haskins might be able to lure somebody in to say, hey, we can do something with this. And I hope so because, I mean, the kid looks great. The Redskins aren't going to be good as long as Daniel Snyder's the owner and Bruce Allen's running the team, but at least they can be interesting. And they had two wins in a row. Like, you can't take that away from them. What do you like in what you're seeing from Dwayne so far, if anything's standing out? It's just the fact that he's able to control and command the team that is so bad and so directionless. There's nothing going on there. But somehow he's able to navigate the waters. And, like, look, Josh Rosen was in Arizona, and that wasn't working out, and he didn't look great. And he was in Miami, and he got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's possible to be a good quarterback in a bad system and not look good. Dwayne Haskins is a good quarterback in a bad system, and he's making it work. I don't know what the longevity of that necessarily is, but it at least it's that advertisement of if you are an offensive-minded head coach, a guy who wants to come in and you know tether yourself to Dwayne Haskins, it's right now it doesn't look like it's the worst thing in the world. Moving on, Tampa Bay, your Bucks Hill on the road as they go and get get Jacksonville, the in-state rivalry that everybody loves, the Bucks and the Jags, twenty-eight eleven. <laughs> Uh, celebration, Jameis Winston. Yeah, you know, he had a good game. If you you would have told me that there was going to be three turnovers in the first half of that game and Jameis Winston had none of them, I would not believe you. But that's what happened. And the defense played great. They chased Nick Foles. We got Gardner Minshew back. So you're welcome, America. The Buccaneers have given us Gardner Minshew back. So this was a game, this this is a tear in the rain. Like nobody cares. These teams aren't going anywhere, but. I like Gardner, man. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, it's also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. He's been buying this time. That's the takeaway from this. Like, Jameis played an all right game, but the Gardner Minshew coming back in, when Nick Foles got healthy and Minshew was having kind of a downturn in his whole Minshew magic thing, it was either gave Foles all this money, he's the leader of the team, he's the guy that they want to build around. I don't know now because we saw Foles and we don't want to be reactionary. We tend to like look not very far ahead, but living in the moment, Gardner Minshew is the guy for Jacksonville. It's not Nick Foles. So what do you do with Nick Foles? I, that's the tough thing because you, 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 you got a take, lot of money on him though. I think even with the dose, somebody would take Nick Foles. Yeah. yeah I Chicago, mean, if you're gonna you want st- Nick Foles? That's true. If you're going to start Gardner Minshew, you have to get rid of Nick Foles. But I think that you have to start Gardner Minshew moving forward here. Just the, the way that the crowd reacted in Duval, Jaguars football fans were there and they made a lot of noise when Gardner Minshew came back out. And that is important. That if you're running a football team and people are excited for that product, you're not going to be like, nah, let's keep that guy on the bench. It's making the Jaguars nationally relevant. Yeah, that's a bad way to run a franchise, but if you're doing it for fan excitement, however... But Minch is good. But however, 
I think the fans are right in that there's something with mm-hmm. Gardner. And so we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Nick Foles in the offseason. All right. Ravens and the 49ers. Best game of the day. Yep. Played in miserable conditions. Uh, but Lamar Jackson did enough, especially in the fourth quarter, especially in the last drive. He was perfect three for three. And uh, yeah, the Ravens are 10 and two. 20 to 17. Not, not a lot through the air, but a good day on the ground. And that's a, that's a, that's a quality one right there against the Niners. It is. And now the Ravens continue to give us reasons that, you know, why are you hating on them? They're just evaporating and obliterating all of these knocks against them. Oh, the Rams defense is going to figure them out. Oh, the Patriots defense is going to figure them out. There's no way Bill Belichick's not going to scheme Lamar Jackson out of the game. There's no way that this best defense in football, this Nick Bosa, this front line, all of this, Robert Saw, there's no way they're not going to shut down Lamar Jackson. And he has 200 overall yards. He only has like 101 passing yards or something like that. But they won. They beat the best team in the NFC. And I don't understand why this is somehow a knock. Oh, he didn't throw enough. He didn't have a great passing game. They won. They beat the 49ers. They won that game. (laughs) End of story. Like, they have the number one seed now. That's the biggest takeaway for me. It's like, look, the, the, the Patriots have a tough schedule. Yeah. Baltimore beat them. So they got the head to head. They 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 have the one seed mm-hmm. now. The Ravens at home. Yeah. I mean, you could very well be seeing them in the in the Super Bowl. This, my, this, my, is, this is legit. My fear is that they're peaking too early though. That they're hitting their stride right now. And this is what you want to be doing. This these are the this is the type of streak that they need to go on when you just need to play one good month of football in January and get to the Super Bowl. I think that they can do this because this is a special team and the window is now and you seize that. I wonder if it gets to a point where this is too hot to hold and it splinters a little bit. Uh, well, we'll see if they if they have a loss along those lines and their schedules has some challenges. You, we'll see how they rebound. Uh, but I, I, I don't think you can worry about that if you're Baltimore. Just keep playing good football. No. Uh, speaking of playing good football, the Rams have not been doing that, but they did this week. They walloped the Cardinals 34-7. Not a great day for Kyler Murray uh, through some awful interceptions. Uh, and the Rams keep themselves alive in the, in the NFC playoffs. A wild card chaser with their seventh win. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But, no. but, they, but they did get it done on the road against Arizona. They did. I like how Jared Goff decided – to play football to actually play football to actually you know play in Sean McVay's system look the Rams are not a bad team they're just having a bad year it's you know this was going to happen people were going to figure out Sean McVay's offense just the same way that they're going to figure out Lamar Jackson just the same way that they figured out other things Patrick Mahomes is going to get figured out like this happens in football it just so happened to happen this year Super Bowl hangover they happen. It's okay. The Rams are still a good team. Sean McVay is still one of the best offensive minds in football. Jared Goff looks bad this year. That contract does not look good. But guess what? They're still going to play football in LA next year. Sean McVay and Jared Goff are still going to be there. Aaron Donald and that defense are still going to be there. Like, this is okay to have a down year. And they're still in the playoff one, even though they've looked bad this year. Super Bowl hangovers suck if you've lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Won the Super Bowl? Okay. Losing the Super Bowl, hangover. It's like, ah, oh, we had our chance. And now we're just piling on with another bad year. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, again, Minnesota's got some challenge. Tough schedule for the Vikings. They got a, uh, so the Rams have a you shot. Never to know. Get, you got a shot to get in. Uh, Broncos have had a lot of tough losses in Denver this year, but they get one at the horn, beating the Chargers 23 20. That was, uh, what are you laughing at, Bill? What are you laughing at? You want to say tough losses? You're speaking Chargers fans' language That's right true, now. too. That's Holy cow. Well, what team has their heart broken more than the Chargers do in that way? Like the Broncos and Drew Locke have nine seconds in the ball in their own 20, and they win the game. 
Yeah, well, you got to be smart there, uh, That's crazy. Los Angeles. <laughs> so, That's wild. Casey Hayward, what are you doing? Yeah, and what was it, a 53-yarder? Yeah. So, And he made them both, too. I mean, the, see, if I'm a Charger fan, though, with all due respect to Charger fans, if there are already left, I don't know, if there are any ever in L.A., uh, who cares? Yeah. You're both winning four games. I mean, I understand you want to win rather than you want to lose, but yeah. this is not. This wasn't for pl- playoff positioning here. But uh, it, hey, I what he, Drew Locke is a Bronco quarterback going forward. I mean, he looks good. So it was one start though. I don't want to dive too much into that, but Drew Locke looks like you know if we ride out the season with him, he can make a case. Maybe the Broncos all of a sudden aren't a team that are taking a quarterback in the first second round this year. All right, on to Kansas City, forty to nine. The Chiefs blow out the Raiders, who were never in this game. Mm-hmm. And this was at one point going to be a game for the division, but then Oakland goes and loses to the Jets, and now they get crushed by Kansas City. I'd say the season is over in Oakland. Yeah, and it was a quick burnout, flame out for the uh, Raiders there. They were just they were they were riding up like a plane taking off, and then just went straight into the, the Jets. Toilet. Fell off the yeah. wings. So yeah, that was it's a tough break for the Raiders. But the takeaway from that is Gruden looks like he knows what he's doing. I don't know how long that lasts. I don't know how much stock you can put in that. But this was a much better season than we all expected out of them. Um, to have it end like this, little brutal. We're going to have a lot of questions in the offseason. But all of a sudden, playing for the Raiders, if you're a free agent, it's not as big of a joke as it was this offseason, especially with them moving to Vegas. There's a lot of things in play. The Raiders all of a sudden are pretty – they're a good 2020 team to start buying stock in now. One huge game left on Kansas City's schedule, and it's this week at New yep. England. What do you think? Chiefs and the Pats. I think it's going to be the exact opposite of the game that we saw with the Chiefs and the Rams last year, where everybody knew it was going to be this offensive juggernaut. We knew it was going to be the best game of the season. We knew it was going to be an instant classic, and it was. Now we have this Patriots-Chiefs game where usually it's going to be Mahomes versus Brady, Belichick versus Reed. This is going to be great. But both of these teams are deeply flawed. And neither of them are the best team in the AFC, which is exactly where we we thought this was going to be a game for the number one seed in in the conference when the schedule came out. Now everybody's chasing Baltimore. The Patriots, they can't score. Their offense looks pretty bad. It's lackadaisical. They look as mortal as they've ever been. Tom Brady looks human. And then on the the Chiefs side, the run defense isn't very good. And more troubling, that offense looked bad against the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes did not have a good game. I know they scored 40 points, but there was a defensive touchdown. They returned a two-point you know, blocked kick. Mahomes did not look good. So I'm wondering, we're going to see one of two things from the Patriots against the Chiefs on Sunday. Either it's going to be the revenge game where everybody comes out and the Patriots are like, look, we've been playing like crap lately. All of that doesn't matter because we're still the Patriots. We're going to hang 40 on the Chiefs. Or they're going to score 10, 17 points, something like that. And we're going to continue to have these questions about, is this actually finally the end? Even after we've been premature all these previous times with, you know, predicting their downfall. And if the Patriots want that one seed, they're going to have to get a win. I mean, the Bills, yeah. the, the Ravens do have to go to Buffalo next week, which will be an interesting game. Interesting. But then, and then, they, but they've got the Jets at home. They're at the Browns and they have the Steelers. Not, not easy for Baltimore, but, no. but, but uh, it, it, there's a lot of winnable games there as well. All right, let's wrap up with those Patriots mm-hmm. who do go down to the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson with some sweet throws yep. uh, and the and the Texans very much uh, making New England 
and Tom Brady, as you just mentioned, look very mortal. And Brady, all of a sudden, it's not just that he his arm is looking old and that Patriots offense is, is, is a little wobbly or a lot wobbly. Mm-hmm. He has a physical appearance right now. I don't know if you've seen this yep. or noticed it or thought this at all, but he just looks like an older Tom Brady to me. Like there's, yeah. there's something going on. There's, there's, he does. There's real life happening. There's a, he's falling off the cliff and this is the whole, you know, father time comes for everybody thing. It happened with Manning a couple of years after he sets the NFL touchdown record. He wins a Super Bowl, but he looked very bad that year and he got out. Brady, I think he's got a couple of years left because I don't think Brady has quit in him because there's the whole who is responsible for the Patriots success, Belichick or Brady. That's going to be a discussion we're having for the next 15, 20, 30 years. And I think Brady wants to go somewhere else and maybe say, look, I can win without Belichick. The same way that Belichick wants to say, hey, I can win without Brady. But right now, this is a very strange time in this dynasty because it looks like the curtain's falling. And I'll point to one specific play in the game on Sunday night, because this was a total gotcha game for the Texans. They run a double fake handoff pass to Deshaun Watson or something like that on the goal line. That is straight out of the Patriots playbook of we're going to bend the rules. We found some loopholes. We're going to do a double toss and then we're going to do a forward pass, but it's behind the line of scrimmage, but the quarterback's an eligible receiver. It was weird. That's the type of play that the Patriots make and they were befuddled and it is very, very hard. It has been pretty much a decade since we've seen the Patriots be befuddled like that. And that's tough because there's no real saving grace here. The defense is good, but they still lost. Brady's Brady, but he doesn't look great. Belichick is the greatest head coach in football, but he got out schemed by Bill O'Brien. Like, and John Harbaugh beat him. And now he's got to go up against Andy Reid. Like, this is tough. Still, don't count out the Patriots until they give you a reason to, but the, the reasons are starting to pile up. Houston Texans going to win the AFC South? I think so, because this is Deshaun Watson's team. When J.J. Watt went down in years past, we're like, they're done, they're cooked, this is a defensive team. J.J. Watt goes down this year, and he might come back. That's interesting. It's Deshaun Watson's team. This is a completely different Texans team, and he's carrying this team on his back, and I love it. I love watching He's great. Deshaun dissect a defense and he had some beautiful moments and some incredibly uh, incredible throws and great reactions to give me a little guitar our playoff quarterbacks could be Patrick Mahomes Deshaun Watson Lamar Jackson Tom Brady Josh Allen Devlin Hodges two of those things are not like the others but that's the, those three a lot with of Mahomes fun. with Watson and with Jackson a lot, a lot of sign fun. me up a lot 11 of days out of 10 alright week 13 in the books congrats to the Texans as we wrap up here beating New England that was a huge win for Houston up top the AFC South Josh Hill our editorial director as we wrap up week 13 enjoy the final four weeks of the season this podcast is brought to you by Fansided join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.